Blog Talk Radio. Radio show is supported and paid for by Lacosa Nostra Radio. All expressed views and opinions of the host and guests are their own and do not necessarily reflect the views and opinions of Lacosa Nostra Radio and its leadership.
Hello, 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 and welcome to our house. We have an open house today. This is La Cosa Nostra Radio. And La Cosa Nostra is a family unit located on allpoetry.com, allpoetry.com, the world's largest poetry community. want to thank Kevin and the crew for giving us a place to call home, hang our hats, kick back, open up the door, and invite everybody in. Um, our house, open house, is a just an open poetry forum, laid back, chilled out, relaxed, and we're glad everybody's here to uh, enjoy this day with us. We've got a lot of people out on the board today, which is awesome to see. First of all, let me go to the phone lines and welcome in Tila. Hello, Tila. How are you? Oh, fine. Thank you. How are you? <laughs> I, I am doing well. I'm doing well. It's another morning. It's another way to get out there, reach everybody, say hello to everybody, and and reach the world, which is one thing I love to do. And uh, that's, let's that's nice. go ahead. <laughs> Meta. Hello, Meta. How are you doing, brother? Doing all right. How's everybody doing? Can you hear me? Doing it is freezing here, but uh, you know what? <laughs> I'm surviving. I'm staying indoors and refuse to go out. No, <laughs> it is cold here. <laughs> My good. It is. It is. Yeah, it is. It is so cold here in Wisconsin. It's been. Hopefully, we're going to be kicking out of this weather. Uh, let's see what the temperature is right now. It is uh, 13 degrees outside. Oh, it's a heat wave oh, today. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah. So we're supposed to really get up warm, warm temperatures. We're supposed to be above freezing, and on Sunday finally, gonna hopefully thaw out a little bit, but I don't know. Well, let's find out what it's like in uh, sunny California. Hello, Rose. How are you? Hey, I'm fine. Hey, How are you? Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi, I'm Rose. doing well. How's, it is, it how's is, the weather in Cali? Freezing. Well, it's clear, it's beautiful, and it's 37 degrees, and we have ice everywhere. It rained last night, and it just froze everything. I, I live I up in the you what, country, so... That's kind of weird to see ice all over everything. Oh, I bet that was beautiful, though. <laughs> it was, but it's it's still dangerous, very dangerous. Oh, I know. I remember I, I used to live in North Carolina. I used to have a house down there, and uh, we had these um, probably these 20-foot pine trees that lined our, our, um, our drive, and we got an mm. ice storm like you wouldn't believe and every single tip of the tip of the trees on those pine trees were touching the ground but only one Ooh. broke which was amazing, amazing. <laughs> <laughs> pine trees are really resilient oh yeah, yeah. I, I know that but uh, that was that was quite amazing that's 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 my my biggest take uh take away from a uh from a um, 
ice storm that I've ever had. So yeah, this mm-hmm. is it's uh, pretty amazing uh, how 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 it works. Let me take a look here yeah. what we got. I want to say hello to a bunch of people out on the board. Uh, let's start out with Joseph Moon, Budo, Naomi, Gonzo, Dante, and Marius. Glad to see everybody listening in today. <laughs> and it's, it's great to have you all here. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to start out with a little poem um, by my good friend, uh, uh, Marine veteran uh, from Minnesota, Lost Soul 88, and this is called Bondage. And it goes like this. What are wings worth if I can't soar? Those bleeding stars I see every night, longing to reach out, feeling their ache, peel away the many layers of disdain, toxic wearing the chains of bondage and servitude. Hollow words spoken are just empty promises, spilling my ink that's invisible to the literary blind. Words of low constitution spoken, defiling the masses. Beaten down, force capitulation, eyes wide shut, overriding attrition, Mocks the minority's beliefs, whispers echoed off me, riddled with insecurity, cries through the shadows, suppressing the pain. End poem. Now, this is a very, very powerful piece. Um, you know, and I, I've got to say, anybody who's been to war that understands this type of situation that has lived through the things that myself and Bob have lived through, understand that we do live in some form of bondage. We live in a um, a situation that many people just can't understand. They, They... they try, but unless you have actually walked in our boots, in the boots that have been overseas, that have dodged uh, mortar rounds, that have tried to hide from stray bullets here and there, you, you really don't get a feel of of what it's like. And um, I think he put put it in excellent perspective, and that's the perspective that I see him writing from. So it, it, it's different, but I think it's what how it goes and the way he does it. Um, Meta, what do you think about that piece? I feel like this poem is is pretty epic, man. Uh, in the way it's written, you know, what are wings worth if you can't soar? Uh, you know, those bleeding stars I see every night, longing to reach out, feeling every ache, peel away the many layers of disdain, toxic. I mean, 
how much more epic can you get than that? You know, I'm talking about just the sometimes the overwhelming feeling of dread in life. I, I I'm kind of blown away by this by this poem. It's it's like it's been uh, uh, what do you call that word? Distilled into something that's potent, like alcohol. You know. No, I understand completely what you mm-hmm. It's great. I like it. Rose, what do you think about it? Oh, I I really I felt the depth of where he took this. And um in saying that, it was he he used a very powerfully spoken voice in this this piece that generated for me uh, an alternate, unreal, but real reality that he lived through, that he still lives in today, that lingers in the mind and soul forever, that keeps playing the tape over and over again for the rest of your life. And um, that's the only way I can identify with that, the difference between my experience in life with someone who has had to lay their life on the line as it is and and. Uh, become part of a reality that is absolutely assaulting in every way, mind, body, spirit, memory, whatever. And I think he just really, really um, related this so well in his poem. I'm I'm just really impressed. That's an awesome comment. Tila, what do you think? I think um, the picture itself showing that... um, you know, he's like he's tied up and he wants to get out from it. But like, I mean, it's it's impossible to get out from that, and that's what he's trying to. That's how I feel that uh, it's showing showing it. And at the same time, like I see his wordings here are, are so powerful, as you all mentioned, and. Um, it's 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 like here he's saying uh, empty promises, nothing is working, whatever one try, it's, you know, and it's trying to free, and you know I love the picture and I love the the uh, the poetry, it's very powerful. What a wonderful so wonderful com- comment. Um, let me see where I want to go from here. Um. I'm actually going to put in one of our audio files. This is a SoundCloud. She's out on the uh, board right now. Um, we're going to do uh, Naomi's. And, uh, you know, Bud, even though she's been uh, stalking you all over from group to group, and this is a little inside joke, folks. Uh, this is She just wants to be friends. <laughs> just friends, okay? He wore that striped white and red sweater again. The one that made me want to burst out laughing. Where's Waldo? Yet another Friday night spent smoking weed, drinking way too much wine. He texted me just before midnight. Yeah, lonely again. Come over. It'll be great. I always felt like my chest would explode as I drove the hour ride to him busting every speed limit along the way. And he always greeted me with that quirky smile of his. And we played all the greatest hits 
sang and danced, drunk and high. Then he'd take me in his arms and kiss me so soft. I don't know why that night, but it was so intense I cried. He pulled away, clasped my face, pulling it up so close to his. So our foreheads gently touched, whispered to me, you know, just friends, okay? Having a good time, you know I love you. Me too, I answered, as my head and heart sighed. I just love you in a different way, and so much more. I couldn't say. Oh, your feet must be freezing, he suddenly said. Sit there. And he took each foot tenderly and slipped on a woolly sock. I crept my fingers through his dark curls as he patted my foot and said, There you go, I'll set. Now come dance with me, my beauty. And I juxtaposed my body next to his, far beyond all rationalism, ripping out and tossing him naked parts of me that ate. Tore in sweat, I laid in thirst there, set in light speed's sinking sway of need for thee. Therefore, Cold bone crumb covers me. Melt and plowed love me, lust away. Meet thee here with lay, bang, overhang, fly. Fire alarms, bliss, oceanic abyss. A glow, ultraviolet light, while indigo lies. Pocket full of shadow play, on mass, bullets soar, low, distorted, torrid, through blistered sea weekend rhymes, and I'm so in love with thee. A battered cancer shred and bled, thrust and shivering sways, I roar and stay. Poor sweet heat brick red in my ear, Look steadily at yesterday's rescript. I accept. I linger inside your world. Stay put. Let romance be. Us two, a flare. Slip across and take my heart. Yeah, this is uh, this is absolutely wonderful. And what I what I actually think of is that this is a cleave poem, and uh, um, it can also be read uh, all the way from left to right. He wore that stripe, or in white and red sweater again, sweat. The one that made me, I laid, want to burst out laughing and thirst. There's Waldo, there. Yet another Friday night set in light, spent smoking weed, speeds, drinking way too much wine, sinking sway. You know, and it's it can be one of two ways, and I think that this is a, a brilliant form. I've done um, several Cleve poems myself, 
they're fun to do and they're very unique. But uh, the message she, she delivered in this one, I think, is just phenomenal. I, I, I what um, it, it, I've been there, I've done this, I've sat in this position, um, kind of in her her position that she describes, not necessarily the he position, uh, but because um, yeah, I've I've been with that person that says. Uh, yeah, just friends, and uh, they were like, um, they were like, uh, you know, I felt much more than they did, and it was that type of situation where it was hot, passionate, but it was never going to go anywhere. It was, it was never going to go further than that, and. I think it's just a, a piece that many of us can relate to. Um, Tila, what do you think about this? I I think Naomi, you nailed it. It is such a lovely. Um, I really liked it. This is the first time I'm I'm uh, reading the two types. What you were you mentioned, and I totally agree with um, uh, with JC that. Um, the feeling is there, but it can, it's not going to go further than that. And yes, they are friends, but that's it. You know, they cannot move. But the, the, she has so much for him. And if if it would go further, then oh my God, it, the relationship would be somewhere else. But I, yeah, I liked it very nicely done and very sensual too. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Meta, what do you think? I'm constantly impressed with how Naomi writes. I mean, it's very descriptive. It's imaginative. It's, um, you know, there's beautiful imagery within it. But to be honest with you, I got to the bottom uh, of that first part, and I was like, where's the rest of it? You know? It, it took me a second before it dawned on me that I have to go all the way back and, and, and start over from kind of the beginning. But I thought that was I thought that was really cool. It was almost like a hymnal in a way, but a hymnal of of kind of just a sad moment, you know, to where you love somebody and it's like it's kind of like just a booty call, but there's really more feelings involved than you would probably want. I, I thought it was really truly amazing, uh, Naomi. Great poem. Yeah, it goes that way sometimes. Excellent, excellent um, take on that. Rose, what do you think? Oh, man, I really enjoyed this. Um, there's so many different aspects I loved about it. I mean, there's you can just, like everyone's saying, you can sit here and pick out all kinds of things. And for me, I felt it was such a riveting work. work. Um, I've never uh, written to that form before, but it looks like I'm going to. And I really liked the way uh, the way she wove the story into this, the before and the after. It complemented the raw storyline that's powerful, and that painful statement that you know you you can't develop this relationship into a life. So we stay stuck, and sometimes we just settle. And I thought she read it so well, and a paced cadence, and I love the flow and word choices that she used here. And it just was really a very powerful poem. Yeah, 
the cleave form is very unique. Um, it can be written either in free verse or it can even be written in rhyme, which the rhyme one, when, when you do that, it it's like you have to put the middle rhyme and the end rhyme to work together. So it's very unique. Um, can you uh, read the next poem for us, Russ? Yeah, which would be, which one would that be? Uh, it's by Momo. Momo. Okay, hold on a second. Yeah, KB, KBMW. Okay, here we go. Uh, um, KBMW, okay. All right, here we go. Charms of AP's floral basket. That's it? Yeah. Right. Okay. Begin poem. 24, 365, Charms of AP's Floral Basket. Saudi Arabian Zexian words, let hold pen to emotions, teacher of my poetry hub, respect from core of my heart. Hey, Stephen, back from us. The creative contest flowed from river, let me win my first gold, and thank Stephen for my front page picks. Jebra, oh, Jeb, <laughs> wish anything to call. The owner of a group, a team of voices, crown queen of creative challenges, Amazed in her poets that live under trashes. A teacher from the country land, Dionysus, the, Dionysus, the man named from book, fled a relationship with his best friend, taught high on what is a metaphor. Poet of wisdom, the beloved WW or W poet, is what he knows for inspiration. His magic sword lies among the short notes of wisdom. Kindle, have you heard the name? Expert guide of contest to enter. Thanks for lending the helping hand. Trophies one ended being a finalist from 50 entries. Sri Lankan deity and a friend, Ruvina, pen friend from another land. The rational friendship bond of us, as strong as diamond, octahedral in structure. Noble coordinator of words and voices, humorous boy ever seen on AP. Rhymes and humor from his poems. Once read, laughter can't be helped. Grinner lady from Little India, TLA, the lone artist. 12 months reader of my work. Envy high, her antique vocabulary. The tenth charm of floral basket, Lacan. Call being as pies. Let my works read among your shows. It's Thanksgiving from pen burnt on fire. A, B, and W. The end. You know what's nice is um, we always see these uh, tributes and um, dedications to different types of people that have touched us in poetry, in all poetry itself. Um, so it's kind of neat to see something like this where uh, she's given credit to other folks that have uh, inspired her and influenced her to do what she's done and be where she is. Um I you know I if anybody hasn't heard her she does anchor um uh, podcasts as well. Uh she is from India uh and her her English is quite amazing. She's got a great voice for this and she does uh such um wonderful work and uh, I think that this is a great um a great tribute that she's put together here. Uh, Tila, what do you think? I think uh, Momo, she is, as far as I come to know her, she's one of those beautiful little um, 
uh, teenager, I would say, and uh, according to her age, she is very far ahead, very far ahead. And uh, I wish her all the best, especially uh, doing Anchor and um, introducing to all these um, uh, poets she mentioned here. And uh, in, she just I just came to know her like in one or two months. And within that month, she has gone so far and trying to learn as much as she can. She's moving around everywhere, trying to... Um, uh, you know, meet a lot of people and learn the skill and everything. Momo, you are one great, and I love it. Thank you. And Rose, you read it. What do you think? Well, I thought it was very well done. Um, I thought that I, I could feel the uh, gratitude in it, and I could feel um, the close relationships that she developed. And I just thought it was a great tribute. Wonderful comments. And Meta, what do you think, brother? I thought this poem was a cool tribute to allpoetry.com and the fact that, you know, giving credit where credit's due for, and she also captured the essence of what it's like, you know, to be a member of, of this site and being a part of these groups. Uh, yeah, the fact that, yeah, it captured the essence of what it's like to be a, part, a member of these groups and stuff like that, you know, with the gold and the, and the front page pics and all that. Captured it really well. Great job. Yeah, ultimately, the the way I look at this, this is, um, you, you, you can take a look at this as uh, each of us, in our words, we never know how we're impacting people. But what I always say is uh, we are changing the world, even from our little area. You know, this podcast has reached well over 75 nations around the world. And it it is growing um, each day. It's growing as, as, as we continue to put out new stuff, and we are affecting people. We never know who we're affecting, what we're affecting, and sometimes we will never know it. You know, you could write a poem, save a life, and you won't even know you saved that life. That's how Mm -hmm. powerful your words are. So it's definitely something to understand and continue on never be discouraged and this is a great way to give credit to those people that have uh, reached out and touched you um meta if you hit refresh i think you will see your poem on the board next and we're going to have you read okay Just another comment toward the poet. You know, you don't realize how important you are in this world. Keep going. Keep writing. Might be the only you're the only voice you really have in the world. Okay, this is called A Journey Through My Imagination. Having now become a particle of light, traveling so fast, illuminating the night. The faster I go, 
Everything's slowing down. I can't hear a thing. Traveling faster than sound. The universe streaking by, galaxies in slow motion, stars going supernova, a time lapse. On itself spots, cosmic dust in reverse, traveling way too fast, watching galaxies disperse, seeing the Big Bang about to implode into a singularity, observing quasars corrode. On a journey through space and time, I'm seeing waterfalls up mountains they climb. The faster I move, the brighter I shine. There's no more darkness in my subconscious mind. I'm seeing flashes of day and night and twinkling stars, a beautiful sight. Light years of clouds and vastness of space, an overwhelming feeling, a smile on my face. I'm catching a wave on the aurora borealis while taking a drink from my star-filled chalice. In a parallel universe, two different places, I see the same smile on two different faces. Now standing on Jupiter, wearing the rings of Saturn, I'm one with the cop being scattered. Across the known universe, a light show on display, having now become one with the Milky Way, a supermassive black hole, front and center stage, enjoying this moment as time ticks away. I'm heading home to my planet Earth, the place that I live, the world of my birth, now under the ocean and feeling emotions. The rotation of Earth floods of different emotions, traveling very fast toward the distant shore, passing by so much life on the world I explored, now on a cool beach with no further frustration or no other frustration. After a wonderful journey through my imagination. End of poem. Come with me, and you'll be in a world of pure imagination. Take a look, and you'll see into your imagination. Yeah, that's that's the first thing that came to my mind. Good old Charlie in the Chocolate Factory, Gene Wilder, singing Pure Imagination and a journey that's taking us all over the place. I really love the way that you you took us on that journey up and around. You took us not only to different Space, but you 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 took us to a different time as well. You know, you you broke that time space continuum, and you absolutely drove forward with a spectacular journey. A- amazing job. Um, Thank you, Rose. What do you think? Oh yeah, I was just writing something. Um, I really enjoyed this. As, as I was reading this whole thing, I'm, I'm kind of keeping up with all these different experiences here going on. I'm going like, whoa, I like this a lot. And um, the journey in the imagination, yeah, it could be really, really like that, you know? Because I know what my gut does, and it's like, woo, don't want to go just tripping in there. But this was really <laughs> well done. And, and I, love, I love the imagery that you created. And I love the fact that you're seeing 
it was kind of sci-fi, but uh, there was parts that were sci-fi. Then, then there were parts that were spiritual. And then there were parts that were natural. And I just love the way that you kind of took us through this whole um, journey of what goes on somebody's head and what they associate with their emotions. So this was really well done. I enjoyed this. Thank you. And Tila, what do you think? Oh, my God. <laughs> I wish we all were there with you, Meta. Your imagination was fantastic. It was so beautiful. And I and I love Cosmos. And I love all the, um, you know, like uh, planets and everything. And uh, if I come to know that there's going to be a Jupiter and Saturn and uh, something, you know, I want to go and look around, in a, you know, where it is that I can see it, you know. And uh, so you took us to all those beautiful places. And the most beautiful thing I loved about you is such a uh, positive thought. Like uh, you're seeing a waterfall, mountain you climbed, and then you're saying that, the, that you felt a brighter shine, no more darkness in my sub subconscious mind you saw a twinkling star a beautiful sight and all this thing like a smile on your face oh wow and um you know the the more i come to know you meta you are a fantastic guy and uh, you be like that meta really i'm very proud of you thank you <laughs> thank you Tina. you're welcome all right let me see you I got something here. Let's see if I can hear it. Oh, sorry about that. All aboard the Meta Express. All aboard the Meta <laughs> Express. <laughs> I like that. Come on, let's join. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> Okay, what I'm going to do is, uh, he's out on the board, I'm going to read the next poem. This is uh, <clears throat> Drifting Off by Dante. And it goes like this. And so we sailed along, the last of our kind, the last battle ahead of us. But eventually we were drowned by guilt and the immense loss. That's where the, their legend starts. Defeat and wrecks on the bottom of some pit, boiling soft by immense heat. We drifted off to the inferno. Hades was crawling in our veins, yet released we were free, but cursed to go on forever. Heave that sail up high, set course to the nearest shore. This land has grown more modern. The jungle turned to stone, the vessels of metal. We knew we would not be welcome to this we call our new home. Captain Life, Insight, a guy with a black vest and blue pants, his boots, is bla his boots black as Hades' eyes. Should we capture him? A, get him on my ship. We shall come after this new world with information by him and poem. I kind of like this. This is this is different for Dante. It's like a little sci-fi uh picture of of a futuristic um um situation where 
where we're seeing where people are seeing that the nature has pretty much been um, superseded by uh, whatever technology has uh, come up. And it, it's like we have to find this new world. We have to find this new place. We have to get to, to a place that's kind of growing again instead of a place that's dying. And it's almost a great metaphor for the world we live in because a lot of the places we're seeing is dying like crazy. So I think that this is a wonderful way to grab a hold and uh, explain that. Um, Meta, what do you think? You know, like anything that has to do with Greek mythology and Hades and but yeah, this is a, a beautiful metaphor of life of the fact that yeah, there's gonna be dark times and there's gonna be times where we feel like we've lost the war, but you know, it's like a poem of of dark optimism. It's it's pretty cool. I, I really like this this poem. It's a great job. Wonderful. Tila, what do you think? I think uh, JNT, um, uh, I, uh, I, I can truly understand, especially at this time of corona and everything going on and it's going worse and worse. Uh, I know I'm glad that vaccines are here, but still um, um, I'm, I'm hearing it. a lot of lockdown in so many places and everything. And sitting here and imagining, hey, let's go out somewhere and make it something beautiful, something different. And that's how I see it uh, on his poem here. And um, hope we all get out from it and come to this new type of world, what he is imagining, and go back to our normality. Wonderful comment. Rose, what do you think? Oh, I really liked what he did with this. Um, I, I agree with you. It has a kind of a sci-fi feeling to it, but I like the way he wrote it because it, it lets the reader fill in the blanks. I, so he's, the way he took the point of view uh, overall with the poem uh, led us into that that place of, oh, what's next or what's going on or what's, what's really happening out there, the suspenseful feeling. So I really enjoyed this. Wonderful comment. What we're going to do next is, Rose, I'm going to have you uh, go ahead and read your uh, poem. Oh, okay. Thank you. Okay. This is a collaboration between myself and Rick H. And it's called The Halls of Valhalla. Begin poem. What is it about a life that lives in a dream and is caught in a storm as if it were a longboat, sail of thunder, typhoon torn, while forging forth through sunken troughs and vehement waves, drunk on life in a hurricane's days, blazing and blustering in the wind, plated haze, and pitching and striving and slicing through like a raven pinned by lightning, tossed by thunder, ripping and tearing the black hard night from Thor's bolts that travel in light sight crossing the sky, and the ship crests and is divested of the storm, rests and the raven on instinct's wing glides from its cry, through tumbling sky into the hull 
of Valhalla, where Odin slumbers in mid dreams and murmurs a life well lived, never dies. In Columbus. Somebody's singing. Yeah, I can hear it. <laughs> I, can hear I love it. that background. Yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. That is awesome, the way that that was put together. I, I like that. And uh, was that a ultimately, <clears throat> no, that was her singing with background, um, a little background, or her reading oh, with okay. a little background, which, yeah, which is, <laughs> I, I, I love her. Now, I'm, I am amazed you know, I, I love both your works. You know, Rick, Rick is amazing. You are amazing. So to put those two together, that's like that's like a dream team right there. Uh, I love where this uh, the metaphor about life comes in, and uh, how you guys brought uh, Asgard into this um, with with all its with all its glory and. Uh, the, the different Norse sayings and, and their gods and and uh, the different uh, areas and everything like that. I love the mention of Valhalla and, um, you know, where the warriors uh, who passed away went through those doors when they, when they were uh, righteous and everything like that. So this is this is so well put together. I, I really I really love how you even mentioned the longboat and everything like that. Uh, oftentimes, and I, I this, this is even with the women warriors because the the Vikings were a rare uh, society that allowed the women also to fight in wars and and be great warriors as well. That um, that uh, th- when they passed on, they were often buried in longboats with great treasures and uh, and servants. Yeah, they would they would actually kill their servants and put them put them in the in the longboats as well, you know, as uh, for companionship and stuff like that. So I think that this is this is so well put because it talks about life and death. In a way, we're we're all warriors, and we all move on to that point where uh, it is a situation that uh, we are put, um, we we are glorified in what we do when we're when we're fighting for life itself. So I I, I love this. This is amazing. Um, Meta, what did you think about this? We had well, we had a Greek mythology in the prior poem, and in this one we have Norse mythology and 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 the epic battle of the gods. You know, I thought this poem was really incredibly well written. Uh, I love the storyline going through it. You know, and uh, like you said, the long the long boat where these the Norse gods were were putting these boats, you know, and shoot the flaming arrow, you know. <laughs> I thought this was really incredibly well written. Very good job, though. Thank you. Thank you so mm-hmm. much for your comment. You're welcome. And Tila, what do you think? And um, 
Rose and uh, Rick, uh, very nicely done collage. And this reminds me of some kind of comic, comic book I used to read a long time ago. And, um, you know, I love this, uh, uh, the same thing with the life and the dream and everything going on, you know, your imaginary, you know, stuff, how we all uh, go through. And uh, it's, it's a lovely imaginary. Very nice. Nicely written, uh, Rose. Thank you. Thank you for your welcome. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we're going to go from here. Um, we're going to play another uh, audio, but first, before we get that audio, let us welcome to the show the boss herself, the virtuoso, Boo. Hello, Boo. <laughs> hey, Hi. how are you? <laughs> Hi, Boo. How are you? Fine. Hey, Boo. What about you? Hey, nice to see you, everybody. Sorry I'm late, Jay. Oh, it's okay. It's no problem. And we are going to uh, play a little SoundCloud from. Yeah, we got we got a we got a new new thing, Boo. All Ooh. aboard the Meta Express. Oh, oh, like ho, ho ho ho. Hello, hello. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to play a little gonzo here, and uh, we got uh, the gift. So here we go. Shuffle bushes, filtering street lights, and shit. Peering views between double A and glass, bordered by sandalwood. Expressions of love, so tiny and minute, the insult is to just ignore. Beneath ruby stone, hidden plain sight, keys to her front door. Glowing white linen, caress powder, ivory skin, sensations of my salvation. Red green eyes, flicker, glaze, she screams with pure jubilation. Hugging the flesh, no further distressed, sighing is a state of shock. It's been so many weeks since that faithful night when our paths decided to cross. She was just a young bounty of bright 18 when we first locked eyes on the street. Ignore me at first, but those tiny minute signs assured me again we wouldn't meet. For hours I've watched, for days I've yearned, and finally our instance has come. You're drenched in rum, my love is now heard, as I turn my breastplate to chop. Steel sinks with no trouble, Britain seeps a red bubble, this was the plan all along. I knew she was mine, that perfect emblem of fine, the gift I could no longer prolong. Bending back pulp to break open the case, of what was hers from the start. Recoils in fear as I whisper in her ear, I said that I gave you my heart. <laughs> Happy Halloween, I mean, Valentine's Day. Stay creepiness about it that really works so well. Um, if you notice uh, in the author's note, this is about a stalker. Yeah, so <laughs> boo, it's right up your alley, I know that. But uh, I think that this was so well done. The production level is so amazing. Uh, the way that the, the voice is muffled out and just 
moves along in, in such a such a raspy way, and the way he uh, he works with his his sound equipment and his audio equipment is just fabulous. I love this. Um, <laughs> let's see. Let's go. Let's go to Meta first. Meta, what do you think? Man, that was that blew me away. You know, holy crap. I mean, it was very well written. I love I, I love his voice. I love the the raspiness in his voice, and uh, yeah, that that kind of the sound, of, the sound effects in the end. Wow, man, this thing, this is a great poem. I really like it. I mean, I didn't know it was based on a, a stalker, but I mean, he had me convinced. You know, it's my autobiography. Kind of. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> This is good, man. I, and I, all the poems today is even to follow one, uh, uh, like a, like a drum beat, you know, the, to where all of these poems are extremely. Uh, uh, oh my God, I'm keep losing my words. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, it's just very well written. I loved it. Very good job. And Tila, what do you think? Oh my God, it was a red. Bubble, bubble, <laughs> and the voice and the the way he was going on. Uh, Gonzo, happy Valentine's Day, belated, and uh, you and your lady love always enjoy the sacrifice. Thank you. Very beautiful. And Boo, what do you think about that? I wanted to know what I'm writing about. Yeah. <laughs> Kidding. Uh, yeah, this is <laughs> Is very voyeuristic. You know where I'm going, Jay. Uh, but uh, oh God! Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, just kidding. Uh, it's very bending back, pulp to break open the case of what was hers from the start. I said, "I'll give you my heart." Well, I don't. This is like a, a stalker who falls in love with the person who's stalking him. It looks like to me, and uh, that's kind of twisted and kind of erotic at the same time. You knew I had to go there. <laughs> I mean, not that I condone that type of behavior, but um, ho, ho, ho. it seems like she likes it. She likes it, you know? Ho, ho, ho. And, or that steel sinks <laughs> and no trouble grin seeps into the red bottle. Wow, this is this is really interesting. This is a whole other direction of stalkering. It's very unique, well-written. I like the darkness here. It's about, yeah. I love his name, too, Maximilian Millie. That's so cool. Uh, uh, I like this vibe here. Of course, I'm probably the only twisted one who does, but I thought it was really great. Interesting concept. Don't you think, Jay? Absolutely. It's very unique. I want to say hello to Scion out on the board. Hello. Great to see her. And uh, what I have decided to do is I'm going to read my poem next. And I know some of you have already heard this one. I uh, I, I got through it barely the first time, and uh, we'll give it another go. This is my true story of when I went to Baghdad, and this was called Toby Was Lowered. <clears throat> and it goes like this. We followed the tip of the spear, the electric pineapple. We were the Blue Devils, part of first team. 
a ragamuffin mutt unit of students, professionals, sons, daughters, mothers, fathers, childless, each with their own story of normal life to help us relate to each other. But soon we would touch that which would make our lives truly obsolete. We had names like Price, Beltran, Fabian, Wu, Tony, Fish, Fitz, Mac and Mac. And then there was Toby. Toby with the biggest smile. He told stories of his lady waiting for him at home. We all shared stories until we finally left for Kuwait. That was our prep stop to get us used to a foreign nation. Just a few weeks and we'd set foot in Baghdad. Baghdad, a place like none I've seen. A tropical oasis set in a savage land, an unforgiving land. Soon our stories faded, faded into a common story we shared from the death stalker crawling on B's arm, to the camel spider chasing our shadows, to the UXOs found on everyday walks, dodging the mortars, hitting the bunkers, small arms fire and popcorn echoes, smoke plumes fire, dust storms, explosions, stinging sand, flying shrapnel, and spaces of quiet that just didn't belong. The day we headed home, We hoped to get back to normal, an anticipated celebration until we got the news. The DFAC was hit, rocket rounds ripping through walls and flesh, unknown dead, unknown injured. It would have been us if we left the next day. We had no time to celebrate. The war was following us. We returned to the States, hoping to return to resemblance of normal hoping finally we had a chance to leave the war behind. A handful stayed in Baghdad. We were getting ready to turn a corner, getting ready to return to life. I got the call. Toby had stayed behind. He's gone. He's gone. A bullet from an AK-47 entered his heart. He's gone. It was at this point I knew the war would never leave us and the lives we had before checked out when Toby was lowered in the ground. End poem. Whoa, that's powerful. I don't know if I heard that. That's heavy. Yeah. No, you you, you didn't hear it, Pooh. Yeah, this poem right here. Oh, my God, Jay. I mean... Those of us that have never been in the military or never served, you know, we can never truly understand what our troops go through on on foreign battlefields. And uh, I think you captured that in a in a, a very uh, profound way, and and also play, paying tribute to you know a brother lost in battle. Wow, this is I mean. It, if a person doesn't have a heart and can can read this poem and not feel touched, there's something wrong with them. I, th- I thought this was really profound, Jay. Yeah. Thank you. I I like what Gonzo said. He said, I find it so hard to believe to comment on this poem because I feel like no platitudes can really sum up how it makes the reader feel. Terror, pain, fear, insanity. 
It's almost like getting punched by Jay's soul. That's a great comment. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, how can we say shit? We can't relate. We don't know what it's like to have orange dust in our face. We don't know what it's like to be shot at or to watch somebody we love die. And, uh, you know, sort of like that old cliche comment that I hate, I'm sorry for your loss, you know? All I can say to that is thank you for your service and props to everybody yep. who fights for us. I feel yep. so much love and respect for all of you. Uh, mm-hmm. Thank you, Jay, and Souls and Wayne and Nick, everybody who's in the military. Sheila, <clears throat> uh, what do you think? I think, Jesse, we salute you, all, each of you, and I truly understand uh, with our brothers, sisters, or friends, or anyone, you know, um, going to this part, like how Meta mentioned that, uh, like we haven't seen the war, but what you went through, like in the beginning, you're mentioning all the people's uh, name, brothers, sisters, and all, and then slowly, slowly, the way you are going with, and then all those things you're mentioning, the dust storm, the explosion, the sharpness, and me in, now as you are hearing, you can feel it. You are there in that place when we are talking to you, when we are saying all this. And imagine you you know what you're going through. We can just say, and I truly, truly, you know, I wish the war would never be, never be, and we all be united, each of us, and enjoy our life as, as it is. You know, I wish, I wish. I appreciate that. Thank you so much. Yeah, agreed. Yeah. Well, yeah, this deserves the front page. This is very, very powerful. Excellent poem, Jay. Is mm-hmm. that everybody, Jay, or am I missing anybody? What's that, Boo? Well, am I missing no, anybody? You, no, that's it. You got everybody. It's okay. I'm, I, I'm, thank you, everybody who's out on the board. I really My phone's about to die, Jay. Can I? <laughs> yep. I've got you next, Boo. I'm going to charge it. I'm sorry. I just, uh, yeah, I'm going to put it on my iPad. Ho, ho, ho. Okay, ho, ho, ho. My phone is <laughs> always. Okay, this is, uh, I think, oh, yeah, outdated and overrated. Goes with a quote you will never that title. her. Fear is the sea. So that it is. Wild horses can't be tamed. No hero lyrics can be sung. Crave poetic words from upon his golden tongue. Didn't want to capture me, you say, yet refused to allow others to look my way. You walk with the grace of a dove, deep-seated spirituality, most referred to as love. Bucking at the gate of freedom beyond a trapped heart, left to reminisce of how our happiness was torn apart. Wild manes have survived. Far worse, my dear. Realize the rains see our future crystal clear. Integrity speaks with such truth in the sound of your name. I offer no apology, sweetheart. Never said that I was tame. And poem. Oh, I love this, Boo. I, I absolutely love this. And anybody who thinks they can uh, tame Boo, you, you got another thing coming. Uh, she, she is. She is untamable, folks. So don't don't even think you're going to try to change her. She's she's who she is, and if you can't accept her as she is, just just get the hell out. <laughs> I love this. Movie. This is this is so dynamite. This is this is you in a nutshell. 
Uh, uh, before we get comments, let's let's welcome to the show Wayne. Hey Wayne, how you doing, brother? Hey Wayne. Hey, hey Wayne. Great, great poem. Great. Hey, how you doing? Thank you, Wayne. Great little poem. Anybody mm-hmm. you're a wild creature. Thank you, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Wayne, if you want to give a full comment, it. you may. I'm just—I only heard the last two stands. I'm reading the rest of it now. I'll, I'll, I'll be here in a minute. So, so I'll give me a chance oh, to no read it over. Uh, um, uh, Tila, what do you think? Oh my God, she, <laughs> Boo, you truly remind me of uh, of a movie I I watched. I don't know who it was, but there was Elizabeth Taylor taming of the shoes or whatever it was, and yeah, remind me of that, and you are absolutely like her. <laughs> oh, that's a compliment. <laughs> Good work. That was, yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great little uh, Shakespearean story right there. Um, <laughs> definitely. Uh, what do you think, Meta? I am always blown away by Boo and her ability to write, and uh, this is no exception. Uh, yeah, I mean, the way she wrote it, it was just captivating and beautiful imagery. I love that title, outdated and overrated. You will never tame her, for she is to see. You know, it kind of <laughs> captures your essence truth in the fact that you're, you are one of those wild horses running on the prairie, you know? <laughs> and uh, I think it was super cute and all that. Oh, thank you. Thank you, totally. Amanda. And Wayne, what do you think? So, uh, so I said, uh, you are a wild creature, and uh, so you're the one that chases all the men off, and you're just too hot. I can't wait till it's my turn to get burnt. What of a wild thing. Yeah. You're supposed to be tamed, and, and I love you for it. Stand in line, Wayne. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Stand in line, isn't it? <laughs> Thank you, Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are a strip. You guys are a strip. All Let right. Cut you off hey, we're going to take a, take a little breather here. He's out on the board. Uh, I'm going to play a song by uh, Bud. So uh, get ready here. And uh, I'm hoping I got the right one. I think I do. I'm pretty sure. Boom.
<laughs> you know what? That had a real Israel Kamakeke Vio Ole feel to it. Uh, for anybody who doesn't real uh, know who that is, um, think uh, think of the Hawaiian version of Somewhere Over the Rainbow, and that was the uh, that was the guy who performed that. Definitely an awesome feel to that. It it almost had a had a uh, islander feel to it, like we were sitting out. Um, someone needs to do a duet with a ukulele on that one. I think it work, would work <laughs> perfect. Um, uh, Wayne, what do you think about that? I said, I said it's a cool, cool song. I sing, I sing all types of, I sing all types of songs when I'm, when I'm doing a little drinking and feeling a little lonesome. And I sing like, I just can't stop thinking about you. Wonderful song. I, I need a beer now. <laughs> Thanks, Budo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's awesome. <laughs> and uh, Meta, what do you think? Thought it was a great song. I love the. Like you said, kind of Islander feel to it, but it also had a, like a bluegrass uh, blues sound to it, and uh, I thought the lyrically it was really good. A, a very good song, but uh, I enjoyed it very much. And Boo, what'd you think? Are you talking to me? Yeah. <laughs> talking. You talking to me? Are you talking, talking to me? Yeah, I'm talking to you. Are you... Oh, sorry. <laughs> uh, I, was, uh, <laughs> I was fooling around. I need to read fresh, I think. I didn't see the poem. Whose was it? Oh. It was Buzz. It was the song. I'm losing it. Okay, sorry. Yeah. Well, I knew you ain't talking to me. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm all gangster. I don't see that. I see. I don't see the link, Jay. I heard the song, but I don't. Remember. Yeah, it was climbed way up, Boo. Uh, yeah, what's that song oh. that was playing? That, uh, had the great Islander okay. feel to it. Um, here, oh, okay. I, I got the link here. I got it. I got it. Okay. Oh, sorry. You are the one. <laughs> the picture. Look at Bud. He's always in love. So in love. I can't stop thinking about you all night, all day. Whoever got rid of Bud is an idiot, anyways. Uh, you are the one for me. You are the one. For me. <laughs> it's pretty funny. A lot of repetition here. I, yeah, whoever got rid of Bud's really, really um, not very smart. Anyway, he's a sweetheart. Great song. I think this is supposed to be a joke, right? Well, if you look okay. at the video, the video is hilarious. It's a bunch of bunch of women making faces. So, oh, okay. <laughs> I think. I think. Yeah. 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 If you, you see the uh, the emoji that Bud put out on the on the board, that's about what what the ladies are are doing on the video. So yeah, it, it's yeah. cool. That's funny. He's funny. That's cute. I'm gonna watch the video. And Sheila, what do you think? Oh, buddy, you are so good. Oh, my God, your songs are one of the best, and you are definitely for me. And, yes, I agree with Boo. <laughs> you know, whoever that girl was, we have to smack her. <laughs> oh, she was getting, getting a little feisty there. Smack. All right. <laughs> smack the hoe. Smack the hoe. Ho, ho, ho. All right. Sheila, your poem is on the board. Oh, okay. 
is called Icicle Bird. Nature has crafted the beauty of a bird with its long tail, a a trickling icicle lolly on its long beak, a small round cute eye on a string line of twigs with other sharp icicles dripping on a porch of a house with its long window the world has standstill on a wintry morning. End of poem. Thank you. I saw that picture and I was like, wow, that is so cool how, how that formed like that. And it does seriously look like look like a hummingbird, doesn't it? it it's got yeah. it's got that hummingbird hummingbird look with the uh with the long long thin beak and and the hovering right there in in the um in the air i think that you did a wonderful job with this because because you know you described it to a t excellent job um Thank let me you. get you some comments mm-hmm. and start with um i'll start with meta meta what do you think i thought this was a great poem kind of right in the middle is doing something didn't get a chance to really read it so can you come back to me real quick and then let me read over this real quick sure I'll, I'll start with Wayne then Wayne what do you think well I don't, I don't know which one's the cutest the bird the poem or the tele-reading I think I'm going to go with the tele-reading because it's a, it's a cute, cute read and a great little poem there and I enjoyed it a lot it's, it's cute and I've got chills all over me now good job <laughs> thank you Wayne you're welcome. And and boo, yes, I'm talking to you. What'd you think? <laughs> I like yeah, I like um Taylor's just straight up style. It's just like she just tells you what's up, what's going on, and gives you like the full and I like the format there. It looks like a shape. Um I like how you say with the long, tall, trickling ice tickles. And the long beak, like mm-hmm. I don't have to imagine what he looks like. You said it without the picture. Mm-hmm. You said it with your words. Trippy looking bird too. Uh, mm-hmm. He doesn't look very comfortable, Taylor. <laughs> uh, straight up, it's poetic. It's cute. I love the format, and uh, uh, it's really cute. Maybe you need a. He needs. Looks like he needs a partner. Right there. <laughs> Is that a real bird? Is that a real bird? No, it's an icicle. No, it's an icicle. icicle. It's formed like that. Boo. Oh my god, that's so cool. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. Yep. I wonder if it's real. Like real, real. Yeah, it is real. It is real. Someone took that so picture. Cool. They saw it like cold. that. And, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I, I'm wondering if it's outside my door here. But, Meta, uh, what do you think? <laughs> I'm going to be walking around here during the wintertime looking for birds. Uh, no, I thought this phone was really, really, really cool. I like the fact that the way you capture this poem with the pho- with the photograph there, you know? Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think that picture is amazing. But I, I think your your poem captured that picture very, very nicely. Great job. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Yep. What I will do is I am going to read a little diabolical beard next. So i got to refresh. Hey, some reason we got this uh, thing that's uh, I'm always having to refresh today. I don't know why, <laughs> but this 
This is called Liberated by Diabolical Beard. And it goes like this. Under the twilight on the altar, legions of me converse. A shepherd amongst the wolves. A throne in a volcano of the universe. The eruption out of force. Ancient ashes bury for a century. Burning Pompeii frozen horse. <clears throat> Your shadows try to communicate. I won't let the heart be an inmate. Exchange it for something better. Walls of lies will never dominate. Trojan horses, no mystery. All the freedom awaits. Unchained cuddle, what liberates. End poem. Oh, I, I kind of like that. I think I think that um, those last two lines, all the freedom awaits unchanged cuddle, what liberates. It, it kind of talks, it, it kind of opens up the whole thing because, you know, he, he goes through history, he goes through different uh, um, moments of confinement, of being trapped. Um, if anybody knows the history of Pompeii, um, that was mm-hmm. an ancient, ancient city that was destroyed by Mount Vesuvius and uh, turned out to be ashes and people that were frozen in time for hundreds of years. No, maybe even, no, actually thousands of years, I believe, before someone discovered, hey, these aren't statues. These were real people that once lived here, and they turned into an absolute rock. And all of a sudden, what can melt all of this and set all of this free is something called love, which is uh, quite amazing and uh, kind of a, a unique, uh, a kind of an awesome turn for Beard. Uh, before I get more comments, I want to welcome to the show, Hello. Sweet. Hello, Sweet. Hello. How Thanks, are you? I'm, how's everybody? Hello, I'm doing sweet. okay. Hi, the whole sweet. new puppy thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like you're busy there. Oh, I've been busy trying to take a few minutes to relax here. Awesome, and let me get to let me get some comments for Beard. Um, let me start with uh, Meta. Meta, what do you think about that? I think this poem is really extremely well written. I like the whole <clears throat> Pompeii and volcano. It's like uh, kind of beauty from ashes, you know, and uh, the fact that. Like in the first town zone of the twilight of the altar, thousands of me converse. You know, I love that. Legions of me converse, a shepherd amongst the wolves. You know, wow. It's really extremely well written. I like it. Awesome. And Tila, what do you think? I think uh, I, uh, I there's one. I went to uh, Toronto, and me and Toronto is popping, and I nearly missed going there because uh, we had to go somewhere else. And, um, yes, uh, imagine, you know, uh, the whole city 
of the you know the mountain and the volcano and everything and uh, this is a personal journey uh, which uh, he's going through uh, kind of a painful and hurting and uh, it's 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 sad again a very sad imagery and um, nicely penned thank you and boo what do you think Sounded like she might have gotten pulled away by by the by her she work. Said she had, yeah, she said her phone was gonna die too. So yeah, she just dropped. No. So Wayne, I'll give you a last <laughs> comment on this. Yeah, I said, uh, Dow, you bring the desires of being free and liberated from the past ashes to the future. Just as they were in prison then, we are today in our own sort of prison that needs to be liberated. From freedom rings throughout this point, and I love it a lot. Good job. All right. Wayne, you might as well keep on reading because I got your poem. <laughs> uh-huh. All right. I think my doorbell just rang, but I'll go ahead and read this to get this over with first. <laughs> but let me, let, me, let, me let, this, let me read it real quick. Let me because it's freezing outside. So better not let him die. I'll tell him be quiet and I'll read the poem. <laughs> oh. Come on in. Yeah, I, I, I got to read the poem right now. Mm-hmm. I'll be right back. <laughs> I'll be out of breath doing this. All right. I'm back. All right. This point is called uh, I'm Over Here. It's, it's a point about darkness. And it goes like this Darkness feeling, d- darkness feels like a soothing ocean, drifting along like a vast ocean. Cozy to look, sit, and sleep. Flows along like a river deep. Comforting me in my world of black, hoping the sun won't come back. Spirit soars where I can't be seen. Love the darkness since the teen. Cause it lies in the ebony air. Such a freedom I don't share. You can't find me, I don't care. Be assured, I'm out there. Time, time is when I go to bed, go to sleep up the Bible's read. Lay there as though I was dead, after one of the prayers said. Now I can relax drifting in dreams, floating along as how it seems. Darkness be on my life's track. I'm in heaven with all is black. In, feel my breath. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no problem, Wayne. I, I know that there is someone jumping up and down wanting to comment to this poem. Sweet. What do you think about this? <laughs> I mm-hmm. thought this was absolutely beautiful. Um, you know, I, I, I love when a poem can be another poem. And the stanzas in this, the first line of every stanza in this is a beautiful poem within itself. Darkness steals like a soothing lotion comforting in my world of black contentment lies in the ebony air daytime is when i go to bed now i can relax drifting in dreams it is just so beautifully written wayne uh it's definitely going on my list of favorites of yours um you know there's a sense of peace sometimes when we just let the night take us and when we fall into that darkness and i love the last line line i'm in heaven when all is black and it's not meant to be a negative thing it's just a place where we can go and finally be at peace and let the day go and um i i love that i think it's beautiful and that's sometimes where we all need to go and just go to sleep and let it all be beautiful Mm -hmm. great point great comment 
And before I get another comment, I want to welcome to the show Salwa. Hello, Salwa. Hello, everyone. Hi, hi. Hi, Sila. Hi, Wayne. Hi, Tiki. I don't know if there's anyone else in the room, but hello. Hello. And Sila, what do you think about the poem? I I think, um, Wayne, it was so beautifully uh, written and uh, how many of us feeling the same thing, you know, and especially when you're going to sleep. And I know a lot of people um, being depressed and uh, being um, going through so much in life. Um, but I love like what uh, Sweet said, uh, the last two lines, I mean, having all in black. And it is true, you know, it's best hope next day it might come brighter and everything, but darkness is beautiful, you know, uh, and you feel peace and calm, and, uh, you know, I liked it. Thank you. That's right. Excellent comment. And Meta. I think this poem is really well written, Wayne, uh, and the fact that how you compared sleeping with 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 being dead, you know, and how there's no more pain, there's no more sorrow and darkness, you know. And uh I thought this it was a very serene and a uh, serene poem. And I thought it was very well written. Really good job though. Thank you, Brian. Thank you. You're welcome. All right. Now, where I'm going to go from here, I'm going to have Salwa read her poem just in case she has to get going. So, Salwa. Um, actually, uh, thank you. I, I uh, appreciate that, but I can stay the rest of the show. So, I, I'm, I went early to work so I can uh, add <laughs> this half an hour of my time. So, uh, awesome. Then I'm, going, <laughs> then I'm going to I'm going to put you to work after after this. So, you can read yours, and then we'll yes. then we'll move on from can I, there. Yes, yes. Can I comment? Can I comment on Wayne's poem quickly? I read it. Absolutely. Okay. Yes. Right. It's, I really love this because it shows darkness for for a lot of people is scary. I'm one of them. Like like sweet pea darkness. <laughs> that can be really <laughs> Yes. But, yes, you are. <laughs> but this kind of darkness is <laughs> it's very tranquil, uh, and it shows that. Um, like what we need we need it's it's really not the darkness it's the tranquility of it it's more than the darkness it's the tranquility what it comes with it when you in a dark place at night and quiet and that's i think what that's what you grasp and i love this part of it and you really did it very well very deep and profound thank you very, thank you very much sweet sweet scares me in dark too <laughs> <laughs> Okay, right. go ahead. I'll, uh, so you said that you want me to read? Yeah. I'm not sure I follow you. Okay, I have because I'm on my phone, so it's kind of slow. Okay, tell me how do you want to how I go? Can't speak today, sorry. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice oh, brevity, okay. so you can do French, Italian, and then English. Okay. Um, snowing. It's a contest uh, for snow. I just I love I love the snow and the. Winter, so trust me. A snow night, une vie enneigée, une note ténébreuse. La neige a fouetté froidement le ciel, 
quelle froideur j'ai senti. J'ai mis un châle chaud sur mon corps pour qu'il ne frissonne. Mes yeux ont souri à la vue de cette descente céleste. Mon souffle glacial a laissé s'abuer. Mon cœur a dansé souplement avec la parure blanche des arbres. En pleine nuit, la lune a émergé avec ses scintilles élastes. Le plein jour, on n'a pas effacé cette interminable mémoire. Hier, où une fée hivernale a rempli mon rêve d'étoiles filantes et buissantes. La neve cerrava pesamente il cielo. Che fedezza ho provato, ho messo un giallo caldo sul mio corpo in modo che non tremasse. Mi occhi, sorriso alla vista di questa dicetta celeste, il mio alto gelido ha lasciato il suo vapore. Il mio cuore pensava dolcemente con il bianco ornamento degli agi. In mezzo della notte, la luna è emersa con i suoi valori. Ahimè, la luce del giorno non ha cancellato questa memoria interminabile della, no- della notte scorsa quando una fatta invernale ha riempito il mio sogno di stelle cadenti avalianti. The snow coldly lashed the sky. What a coldness I have felt. I put a warm shawl over my body, not to shiver. My eyes smiled at the sight of this heavenly descent. My icy breath has left its mist, and my heart danced smoothly with white ornament of the trees. In the middle of the night, the moon emerged with a sparkle. Alas, the broad daylight did not erase this interminable memory from last night when a winter fairy fulfilled my dream of dazzling shooting stars. And the phone. Oh, this is so cool. Um, for we're, we're I'm I'm in a place that's getting way too much snow this winter, <laughs> and and eventually it, it kind of weighs on you because I think um, see, after today we're expecting snow every day. I think for the next five days or something like that. And we did it all piled on, piled on, piled on. Yeah, it does. It it has its beauty at times, and uh, I I think it it kind of. I I I remember as a kid, um, after some snowstorms, driving driving in Minnesota, and it'd be sunshiny, and you'd have these trees that would just have a dusting of snow on top of them and it looked like their branches were completely white and they were absolutely spectacular and beautiful and I I think you captured that in this poem uh, in a very clever way and I I think it works. I have to say this is a photo this is a real photo I would literally this is the feeling I had I opened the window (laughs) this is how this is true true feeling that I had I just it was so beautiful and uh, anyhow that's that's uh, because of the snow so thank you yeah no problem Um, Meta what do you think I think this poem is beautiful Salwa Uh, I like the fact that when when reading this poem, it was my impression of you is that you're, and I, with a lot of your poetry, it's just you're a lover of life. You're the kind of person that, even though we're surrounded by horrible things sometimes, you know, and, and to still be able to find the beauty in life is a gift. 
you know, that not everybody has a chance to experience. And the fact that, yeah, I can see your soul through this phone uh, of the fact that you're just a lover of life. You love, you're the kind of person that loves going out there and smelling the flowers and taking in the air and experiencing life, you know. It's beautiful. Thank you, Vita. Thank you for this beautiful Thank you. You're welcome. Great poem. And Wayne, what do you think? I said, uh, I can I can relate to the to the poem with this massive winter storm weather we're having. I have a thing to say. To, I have a thing to, to say to the fairy, the winter fairy, and she might might give me nightmares after talking to her. It's a lovely poem. It's a lovely poem. I enjoyed your read. You, you got such a sweet voice. I never get tired of hearing your voice. Uh, you got a sweet, wonderful voice, and I love it. Thank you. Thank you. Great job. Yeah, and sweet, what do you think? I think the image was so excellent in this poem that you could also you could feel the coldness of that of that snow, but you could also see the beauty of it falling from the sky, and your appreciation of it um, just kind of sets you back. And how wow, snow can be beautiful when it falls from the sky, but once it hits the ground and you get that windshield, I think I'm done with it. <laughs> I left you you a nice picture of what we had about a week ago, and we've gotten about six more inches since then, and we're due another six more. No, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you is right. I don't have it here in Colorado, but we need it. Colorado. Wow. No, we don't have snow. We have really, a really a small amount of snow. Now the mountains has it, have it, but I'm in the uh, valley, so we don't have any. Mm. Yeah, I love what Naomi put there. Um, she's up in yeah. Quebec. Yeah, so definitely they're getting it too. I've got a snow bank right outside my my window. That's a that's even taller than that, but. But it's definitely, definitely going. Um, Tila, what do you think? Uh, uh, Salo, the picture, is that the one you you um, you took it? It's so beautiful. Yes. And, yes. oh, very nice. I love it. I can see the flowers and all the leaves and everything there. That, um, you know. It's so lovely. And, um, yeah, uh, last week we also had snow, a heavy snow in New York, and finally melting. But I just found out that tomorrow is going to start again. So we go back <laughs> where we were. But I uh, hope it's not too much. And I love your poetry. Each and everything is such a beautiful, as I mentioned here. Uh, uh, it's a little different, but I, I wrote the snow is beautiful winter. Uh, uh, swall warming up, enjoying a lovely English movie, crying and eating popcorn. Lovely, beautiful <laughs> time with such a soft, blankety snow. <laughs> That's what Thank I you, Chita. Thank you. You are Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hey, Meta, can you do me a favor and uh, read the next poem for us? Absolutely not. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. I got one by Joe. I got one by Joseph Moon. Whether you like it or not, <laughs> uh, these, all these uh, winter poems are making me cold, even though the sun is shining. Uh, oh, wow, man. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No Muse, Only a Spider by Joseph Moon. I wander on the mice wheel of my mute mind with only images of golden bars. I'm thinking chiefly of poetry. For months I've been tasting steel. Each evening my eyes go blind. Blinking at the blank tarot cards, I sense a spider. He seems to know me. We weave a web to catch a word. How well I knew the daylight before rhyme and romance began dying like a moth in a flickering flame. I know the allure and agony of the caged bird, the friendship of the uh, forlorn night. I think time is still, but it's flying, praying for a poem that near came, fire after fire to find it, and a poem. Wow, this is quite a spectacular poem. You know, it's almost like... I have a phone call. I'll be right back. Okay, no problem. This is almost like a trap of your life, you know, kind of like um, something that that you're caught in that you don't want to be caught in. I I, I like this. I wonder, I wander on on the mic's wheel of my muted mind. You know, I I love that start because it's going around in a circle over and over again. It's like you're, you're having a difficult time getting off um, and then tasting the steel. Oh, my gosh. I, I, you know, it's like you're, you're ready to end it. I know when we as uh, military say something like that, we're, we're looking, we're almost uh, tasting the end of a gun um and somebody's wanting to pull the trigger on their own selves so it, it, it's like a despair it's like a a place you don't want to be in it's a, like a place that you you feel so um helpless in and i i think that, that is, that's a powerful powerful look at it and then you bring in the spider web being caught somewhere within it I, I, wow, I, I think that this is just a powerful piece on how you brought that out. Amazing, amazing job. Uh, Sal, what would you think? I agree with you. Such a, a great comment, GTA. I mean, uh, uh, um, Joseph with his English and with his skills, classical skills, but not this one is so emotional. His uh, emotion are trapped in there. He, as you said, there is despair, there is longing, there is... Um, but there's still hope at the end, even though it's kind of sad. Um, you feel like at the end, fire, praying for a poem that near come fire after fire to find it. Um, there is, but the idea of the web and the spider is just like, I'm, I'm so taken by the words that I can't even find my, my truly my words to, um, to, to comment on it. It's just so beautifully done. And it's and it gives you time. He puts you in a time frame. For months, I have been tasting. It's not like one night. This is long. This has been happening for a long time, for months. Um, each evening, and it's repetitively. Each evening, my eyes go blind, blinking. Care, uh, care, and the cards the make me think of, of like um, wishing, reading your. You know, when you think of tarot cards, you want to know what's happening in your future. 
but that's what people want to read them for. There's, it's very rich and very beautifully done, full of emotion that really touch you deeply. And Tila, what do you think? I think I agree with Salva and all of you and Joseph. Uh, I loved your poem. Each and every time your poem has such a beauty in it. Uh, and it's like a mystical spider. You have a beautiful man receiving a web to catch a word through. You never know time flies past good one. Uh, that's how um, I see it. And, uh, it's a, it's a lovely poem. And um, Sweepy. Um, well, just with Moon always, Mr. Moon always seems to take me in a direction that uh, makes me ponder. It's one of my favorite things he does at the end of the, his poems is, you know, ponder. That's uh, one of the things I love about his poems, please ponder and please enjoy. I, I love the, I know the allure of an agony of a caged bird. And um, I, fire after fire to find it. And I always I'm pondering what what he's what is supposed you know what are we looking for, you know what is that that he seems to be looking for, and I, I keep going through this and I'm, I'm thinking he's I'm thinking chiefly of poetry, and for months and months I've been tasting steel. I sense the spider he seems to know me like a moth in a green flame, and uh, praying for a poem that never came. And I, I'm wondering, you know, what are we looking for? What is it? And as a writer, I, I, I like, am I looking for the perfect poem? And I, am I chasing a dragon that never comes? So I know that's what I always seem to be, chasing that dragon, chasing that perfect thing that never comes to me. And will I ever find that perfection? And I, I, that's just what I get out of this is, that nights where I stay up at night and I, I'm at two or three in the morning and I'm I'm going through what's the perfect memor- metaphor, what's the perfect imag- imagery and the emotions I pour into everything that I write, and and I just find this so so I don't know different for me, and I love the way sometimes he writes just to me, which obviously is not the case, but it is here for me, and, <laughs> I, and I love this right for me. Hello. <laughs> And uh, Meta, are you back? Okay, not yet. So where we're going to go from here is sweet. I'm going to have you go ahead and read your poem next. Okay. This is Pink Ribbon Pigtails and Fluffy Bunny Cottontails. Alice in her cherub cheeks painted in shades of pink, sat drinking tea in the courtland in the courtyard of an English garden. She lay on a pillow of purple tulips, giggling as bees buzzed and birds hummed. Bathing in a shelter of sunflower blossoms, a fussy bunny with a tick-tock noise stood in her shadow. His cotton tail twitched, his breath was quick, and his feet thumped on the terracotta patio. A bold bunny grabbed her hand and took her down to Underland in a periwinkle haze. 
Alice did invade a Mad Hatter's brain, and their lives fossilized in a fairy tale forever. <laughs> Hatter and Alice drank tea and walked in meadows of flowers, caught butterscotch flakes from thunderclouds on rainy days, laughed as we tried to lasso flutterbys on windy days. Alice stayed in Wonderland for years and days. She loved the crystal blue waterfalls that flew up mountains, splashing on rocks that sing xylophone notes to nature. Alice sat with Hatter as the two sons, and she drifted off to sleep. And a large white rabbit with silver watch quick, quietly tick-tocked, and he took her hand, and Alice walked away from Wonderland. Alice in her cherub cheeks, painted in shades of pink, sat drinking tea in the courtyard of an English garden. She spotted a fluffy bunny cottontail and with an evil grin crossed her chin. Alice grabbed her brother's fencing sword and caught off the head of a self-serving betraying rabbit. Now a cottontail lay dead in a pool of blood. Mm-hmm. Alice played the rest of her days in the shadows mm-hmm. of melancholy, missing the joy of flutterbys, the color of tangerine skies, and the regrets of never kissing goodbye. A mad, mad hatter, and a poem. Teach that bunny. Jeez. How dare that bunny do that? God. Stupid bunny. Dumb bunny. No kidding. Let's have a, let's have a little rabbit stew while we're at it. There you go. Yeah. Because, yeah. He, he was he was very late. He was very late. Uh, I bet he wish he missed that date, but um, I, I think I think that was quite quite brilliant. There, uh, nice little twist at the end, dark, sour, but kind of like, um, you know, it, it's like a person that had something taken away from them that really and really felt in a place of something and just what happened is they snapped. They they absolutely snapped uh, when you took that away. Amazing story. I, I love this. Um, Sawa, you love uh, uh, scary things. What do you think? <laughs> I, I read the script with me. First of all, I didn't see the picture. So honestly, honestly, I didn't see it. I thought, yay, scary this time. <laughs> Surprise. But I see something really deep in there. I love this is I love your your series of Heather Alice uh, Wonderland. It's just so beautifully, so beautifully done. There's so much detail and delicateness. You don't miss any. You captivate us with the story. You want to know what's next? What's next? But I see something different. The evil eye of the rabbit. This is something bad going to happen to that. He was going to commit something horribly. So before this happens, she got she finished him. And <laughs> that's what I see there. <laughs> so he deserves it. This time I'm with you. <laughs> All right. Uh, yes. I'll be honest. As soon as I saw that title, I knew there was going to be death in it. Oh, funny. Tila, what do you think? I I think um, um, it um, was a quite lovely fairy tale story, uh, and um, 
I love the way you mentioned that in the beginning, guys were enjoying and having fun, and then you going away somewhere and meeting uh, another bunny. But then I feel sorry in the end, like what uh, Salwa mentioned, and uh, that it was sad that 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 stop him <laughs> off, you know. And, but but at the same time, feeling sorry again in the end. That's fun, whatever you were having, gone. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. All right. Sit back, relax, because we're going to hear a little Titus. Here we go. The Cache of Ages. Don't wait for the perfect moment. Take the moment and make it perfect. Let us now bifurcate the two concepts on last words. The life and times of poets who groviate themselves worthy enough that I shall blither on to prevaricate assumption. Those who may cavil over being nothing my death it leaves her to send a roaming quietus enough. Had I not got into writing, love's loss it did recidivist. Before this chicanery, when a desultory of words began, to rancor over a brasserie of rants, that I would chew, and chew and chew until there is no more incorporeal substance a chance over what good may come from it, a dual derivative within our inquiry, it brings me to live, to die the death, bemoan that I myself am unknown, shall leave events and enough in ways at another, who cavorts to mind I theory, a gaze back at a draconian who in himself begins to lead with a vigor lubricious, a desultory taste of a style of writing to whom disgust will levitate. I declare to find great change in him, who as master becomes a literary agent to his own demise, disguise all matter of fact that dreams either catastrophe. How uncouth this does not change it does not exist. Ecot catastrophe, I say, and to mimic a master logophile is resentment in itself to guttle over. More disgruntled than I am, although Rococo beckons to protect its lavish details, fatuous enough that knavery fetches more rude on carrying the descriptive narrative which shows life. Panache will offer the next an inquisitive state of affairs. Our past denotes as void the whole contributory aspect as it begins vastly to truculent, a self-imposed hologram. The cache of ages acquires us this nonchalant looked at by seral death. It acts instinctively to harm, does nothing. I think that this is an absolute awesome write. Um, it captures 
the the want and the desire of an author of a poet to be able to expand on their writing uh to be able to take what they do take what they have and just amplify it to a greater detail and a greater uh extent and <clears throat> that uh it's important to never be satisfied where you are, but to always want to grow, always want to go into a more in-depth moment of time to where your writing can go even further and touch even more people and, and actually do what it's supposed to do and change lives. I, I think that that is an impressive and brilliant uh, way to put everything. Uh, Tila, what do you think about it? Oh, my God. Titus, such a lovely poem, full of beautiful writing. And uh, as I see that uh, you teach us a lot of new wordings, and uh, you're simply amazing, and uh, I really love it. It's it, it truly, you are, you know, uh, each and every kind, the music, the thing, you take us to a different world, to a different uh, style of way. And, yes, I agree with uh, what uh, DCA was mentioning, uh, to learn more, to go further and further and, um, you know, explore the new things. Awesome and sweet pea. Well, the one thing I I love about Titus is he definitely um, adds so much to my lexicon. Um, I always have to go back and go, okay, what am I looking at? Um, And I appreciate that about him. But uh, what this, I really do, you know, he talks about the honor of us and how we go through and, and what we're looking at. And he does talk about, you know, loving of language and uh, to die and not even be worth it, not even to talk about it or, you know, that his death is not even something that should be, it's better left unsaid kind of thing. And, you know, I really like how he does go through that. And, you know, what are we leaving here on the earth and what are we talking about? And, and you know, you should lead and you should go after things. And I, there's so much here that he does say. And I really, with Titus, I like to go back and read and read because, unfortunately, there is a lot of, like you said earlier, I agree with um what you said, JCA, that he does talk, and I like to dissect, and I, I'm sorry that I ramble. I tend to ramble with you with Titus' stuff because um, I have to go through it a lot, so I apologize for the rambling, but so far I'm, I'm right where you are looking at it, so I'll just shut up now. <laughs> oh, you're just hypnotized by the voice. Admit it. You're a logo file. Oh, it's just, no, I'm, it's <laughs> past that. It's just... All the words he uses, I'm always like, okay, I love that word, and I love that word, and I'll, yeah. I'll go with that word. And <laughs> he just he fascinates yeah. me with his 
his lexicon and, and all of that. So I love to go back and reread what he meant with that word and that word, and I puzzle piece everything together, and then I just go back and go, oh, okay, that worked there, and that worked there, and that, that really brings that meaning into that. And he's like, I study him. And he probably doesn't even know how deeply I study him. <laughs> it's kind oh, of cool. Trust me. <laughs> well, I, I must admit, though, that Latosa Nostra is full of, uh, full of a bunch of logo files. So we have no no excuse there. Um, Salwa, what do you think? I agree with all of you, especially what um, uh, Sweet Pea said. He's just so profound. For me, if, if lexicon is hard to imagine for me. <laughs> I literally like get lost in there, but I'm fascinated. I'm not going to deny by his reading. Uh, he just um, takes us, as Tila said, to a different place. The cachet of a- ages, the title. Cachet is something like um, hidden. Uh, so I feel like it's a, a journey that no one can discover hidden. No one but himself, as he said, a master. Um, my dad, where is it? Uh, becomes a master. I don't know where it is that. It's, uh, oh, goodness. A master becomes a literary agent to his own needs. Disguise all matter of fact, a dream, sorry with my French, how count this does not change. It it's really like um, it's a, a journey of, uh, of, uh, of writing. How, where does it take him to shoot the words and shoot and shoot and they lose the substance. There's so much in there. It's, uh, it's an, end, an endless, until you die, it's an endless, endless. And the past, you don't even look at the past. I, I think it's so rich that you have to really, uh, to give it justice, to read it multiple times. But that's what the first impression it gave me, or a feeling, I should say, that I got from there. Awesome. Awesome. All right. Uh, where we go from here is I'm going to read uh, Rob Cohen's piece. Another and this is called <laughs> Dive into the Deep End of Eureka. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this poem. It goes like this. Standing on the shoulders of giants, four dwarf disciples sat on the shoulders of giant prophets to see the oasis in the anatomy of melancholy, where a carpenter stained onto the rose window carved a Galapagos Island tree of life. Stewed ideas from the devil's hills Wings crawled in the right direction. From paws on all fours, bombers stood tall and won the war before taking a small step, leaping onto Luna with a dingling, fiddling cow. 30-second electric car visions of elongated flight and curiosity rovers leaving trails of red Tracks on Mars, solve for space minus X equals next stop shooting stars. Tandem trampoline, David's secret harp accord cheat sheet was the keystone jewel in the crown of a cornerstone springboard for the battle cry marching band to sling shots and attack and knock the enemy crashing onto his back, slain by the strumming of hallelujah. Bells and light bulb flashes sparked by show-and-tell unravel 
the contagious network with arrows pointed in the right direction at the fork of crossroad stagnation. In a council house sat a scouse teddy boy playing a banjo with his band of quarrymen until the cute one walked in, birthing an invasion-worthy Egyptian adoration. Creative space, place. Flipping an American pound across the pond in romantically dull London town, the avant-garde brigade rocked up, shaking up Russell Square, planting their cube abstract flag flying new form into the literary review, beating an even newer jazz drum in Columbia dorm rooms, zooming in on a Irish butler's vision, they packed up the city light shop and hitchhiked down the road while their stories were sung by drama bums. Serendipitous unconscious connections. State of chaos in Gillian, oscillation lands neurons on the same page locked in for crystallized communication. Rolling off Arnold's tongue, circle maps lead the way, bursting in chaotic spikes to creation beyond the wildest dreams. Discovery by channeling errors. Wearing white lab coats with wild hair, science great genius started into the abyss, willing to theorize and dare, ending up with a red-crossed air from where deeper truths became clear. R.E. times three. Picking up a feather in the lost path park, a child tied beads to string, attaching the bird's fallen wing, creating a royal tribal headpiece reincarnated by recycling before taking off without training wheels on an artist's twist of resurrection. End poem. Wow. This right here has so much to it, um, I, I noticed a, a touch of religiosity at the beginning of this uh, poem that uh, brought in the stories of, of uh, Jesus and the, and the, and um, and even even as far back as King David, but then turned around and kind of put where we are today. Uh, moving moving things around, uh, trying to get to a point where, you know, we are a super advanced civilization, yet at the same time I see us devolving at the end where that child goes back to the original origin. Uh, so I'm, th- I'm seeing a cir- circular um, reasoning in life that pulls us around from the beginning and, and restarts and brings us back to the beginning. Um, if that's just my opinion, there's so much to this piece. Uh, <laughs> Salwa, what do you think about it? 
say I heard this poem before, and I oh, hear it again. You did a great read, uh, a great read, uh, JCA. It's so deep. I see the title got my attention to start with. Dive into the deep end of Erica. Erica is um, like a, it's a joy when you discover a scream and a cry is joy when you discover something. And I feel for him, cool, he, he's, such a, he's such an intellectual poet and a person that his discovery reading, and I kind of, uh, I think I was on the right track because I communicated him to understand if I was on the right track. So um, it's really, a, he, he, he loves to read and read and to learn. And that's why he, he, he show here. Um, he got the good idea, the subtitle even, if you read them. And um, so I'm putting this one I didn't get. Bells and light bulb flashes. It's just like ideas, I guess, flash in your mind. And then the council house, creative. Or maybe this is part of books that he read. Create space and space. And then um, and conscious connection. We connect. I think this is where I, where I, where I was going with this. With all the read that we, we, can, we find, even us, when you read poetry, we connect. We find kind of um, connection there, unconscious connection, we want to or not. I think that's where all his reading um, make him see that and connect with it. Um, and then we channel errors and learn from it. As you said, it's a discovery. You're born, you keep learning, discovering, and then uh, some people follow path religious and go back to the same point again. Absolutely. It's a journey of discovery and learning that's not going to last forever. And sweet, what do you think? Sweet, are speaking. you on mute? Yeah, I am on mute as I'm speaking. It reminds me of two things. <laughs> and very oddly. Um, it reminds me kind of a circle of life, you know, different visions, religion, and all that. But it also reminds me of Billy Joel's um, We Didn't Start the Fire. Um, just various uh, ways of, like he talks, like discovering channeling errors and serpentivity, uh, unconscious connections. And every single phase of this is... I love tandem trampoline, by the way. I, I just love those two words together. And pseudo ideas. Everything part of this has a different way of looking at it. And like you said from the beginning, there is so much to this. Um, I think that we, as you're making comments, I think you, you know, just take one of it. And one of the things is state of chaos and I, um, I, uh, I can't say that word right at the moment. Um, but I, I love that very statement. And rolling off Arnold's tongue, circle maps lead the way, bursting in chaotic spikes to creation beyond the wildest dreams. I really like cir circle maps lead the way because nothing in a circle leads us anywhere. But we constantly run through them thinking that it can. And chaotic spikes to creation beyond the wildest dreams because that is definitely chaos. And we think that that's how we're going to get to our dreams. And, and I really enjoy that part of this poem. So, and I don't know why we didn't start the fire it comes to me, but that's kind of what I was thinking through this whole poem as he continued to, to you continue to read it. But I really like kind of the depth of this and how he went through it. Awesome, awesome. All right, we are going to. Um... I'm dropping it down to two comments a person because we've got about 20 minutes left. And I'm trying to get all these poems in. I may not. If I don't, 
I'm going to save them to our house next week. But, Salwa, if you can read uh, Rick's poem for us. Oh, my gosh. I'll be honored. I love his poetry. I hope. Okay, here we go. Oh, my goodness. That would be such an honor. Um, Ghosts believe in me. It's not as if anything would grab me by battles, shake me with concussive force, spin me around, let me go, stumbling days into worthwhile hours. It's not though anything would bring home those migratory birds of insight, watch them through typhoons, find them a secure route on their return to feed and bathe and breathe. I'm beyond now. At some calmly accepting shore of stones, muttering, muttering, in the cutic, crackling voice, all with the same timbre and phrasing, impossible to differentiate between them, to pick out your own from the speaking in tongues echoing of the disembodied specters of this bleached new land and the phone. I hope I didn't butcher it. I tried my best. <laughs> I can't believe it. I read. <laughs> You know what I, I I see here, um, and uh, I'll, I'll let everybody read the AM themselves. But um, when when you talk about a migratory bird, you talk about some a bird that does the same thing over and over again uh, with a bunch of uh, other birds that do the same thing over and over again, and sometimes you get lost and the importance of who you are and the identity of who you are. And I think that that, this is what that poem is stating. But I do want to say, Rick, you are an amazing person. We love you to death. And you're very, very deep and important to us. Uh, Tila, what do you think of that? Um, I and Rick every morning, uh, we simply start talking. And uh, I try to uh, uplift him because uh, I know recently he's gone through uh, something sad. And I always tell him that, look, we all are in the same board. We all feel like that way. Um, But as I mentioned here, Rick, you are an early sunriser. We all go through emotionally helping each other out. And we truly ease the pain. And, um, you know, Rick... We love you all. Without you, the sun will go down. So please, I want to chat with you each and every day, every day, every day, every day, every day. So. That's an amazing comment. Um, Sal, you read it. What do you think? Oh, my goodness. I read his author note. It really brought me to tears. Um, I don't know if you read it. It's very... Uh, break my heart. I hope this not, doesn't happen again. And and explain his poem, Ghost Believe in Me. As, I mean, sometimes from desperation or when you go to such, such a dark place, we attempt to do, to commit suicide. But uh, as Tila said, everyone loves you. And yes, sometimes you're alone in this, but it's virtue. A lot of people are surrounding you. So don't give in. And, and you're a great yeah. poet, a great person, a great a great friend. And hope you have to see, as you said, you now see things better. Maybe this experience change your life. I hope so. For to never go back to this point, to this one again. I hope not. It'll never happen again. 
I'm, I mean, I'm sorry, I didn't even comment on this poem. I'm just like shaking from what I read. Um, I oh, just, no problem. Uh, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and I agree. Um, there is always hope, folks. There's always help. So never, never, um, never, we, we absolutely love you here. You are part of this family. You are important to us. And you, you are a vital part of who we are. Uh, sweet. I'm going to have you go ahead and read the next poem for us. Okay. I have to refresh my, okay, there it is. I had to refresh my board, I'm sorry. A Desirable Mystery by Jake325. Dark shadows always kept her company. An air of mystery followed in her tracks. It was like she called out on on a primal level from a place she was seeking to go back. Stardust glittered in her mysterious gray eyes and moonlight was a river across her hair, like a dream that floated above the glen, beginnings etched in the land of nowhere. I could not have turned back if I wished, for danger drew me, a moth to the flame, a holy grail of desire, passion's treasure, my grasping heart would not feel shame. Forever whispered with her silvery voice, come dance with me and share my dreams holding on tightly as we whirled around, plunging into the depths of love's dream. So lost I did become, time simply ceased. Life only existed inside of spinning swirls. Was this a trick from a love-addled mind, or the spell you cast from a secret world? Finally, I awoke now on an empty shell. There was no begrudging this ride I took. Everyone should undergo such a journey, passion burning so deep, the entire earth shook. And poem. Wow, this is this is amazing. When we were when this this was looked like a dream. Yeah, it was a dream. And uh, when we dream something so real that it actually makes us feel like we're walking in that place when um, when we're going through that I, I think that that is amazing and uh, I, I I enjoyed this tremendously the way that uh, he put this this was this was like we were set foot in that dream we were feeling we were seeing and everything about that amazing job Tila what do you think I think um, Jack, he's a uh... Um, one of the best uh, poems, and I love all his poems. And uh, this one was something like that too, you know, uh, like what you mentioned about the dreams. And um, you are in a in a cloud nine, you know, when you are enjoying, and especially uh, when you come out from it, and then you feel that it was nothing there, but that dream was so good, you know. That I I. I, sometimes it's good to go there and feel it. Uh, I mean, in your dream, actually, and daydreaming, too. I don't mind. You know, even daydreaming will be the best. 
All right. And sweet, you read it. I think there was, you could feel the passion and desire in his imagery. And I don't think there was a stanza that he didn't state how he wanted and desired uh, this beautiful person. And I love my grasping heart not feel shame. There was nothing about what he was going to do and what his intentions were that he could possibly feel, even one bit of regret or shame or anything. This was it for him. This was his love, and, and that's what it was going to be. And I really enjoyed that part. Awesome. Tila, can you read the next poem for us? Yeah, yeah. All right, I have one from Steve. Okay. Okay. By Stephen seventy six, Operation Overload. Pen boxes target our little boats. The ocean now a deadly mold. Beaches full with basket case. While friends' blood explode in face, each grain of sand a no man's land. Shacks, hedgehogs used for cover, hide the flood with alive blood, as laid eggs do kill another. Statuary by foil, although they toiled, over the top is how we roll. Devil's piano spray bullets about, the enemy has now. Checked out. End of poem. This is an absolute uh, amazing poem. Okay. This uh, pretty much was talking about uh, different types of slang that the military picked up during um, World War One and World War Two, like basket case, a soldier who's lost all their limbs, no man's land. That's um, the ground between you and the enemy. Laid an egg, dropped a bomb over the top, climbing out of the trenches. And a uh, machine gun is called a devil's piano. And to check out is to die. So I, I think that this was an absolute stellar piece uh, that uh, was put together um, in such an amazing way. Uh, great job, Steve. We really appreciate uh, what you put out there. Um, and before... I uh, before I uh, make a comment, I want to welcome Raz. Hey, Raz, how you doing? Hi, Raz. Hello, can you hear me? I can hear you yeah. just fine. Better late yeah, than never, friend. I'll be checking out <laughs> later. Yeah, well, don't worry. I saved your poem, so oh, you, you're going to get the read. <laughs> um. It was a terrible uh, scene holding you down. I almost didn't have enough time. Thank you for waiting if I would call. Oh, no problem. You're good. Tila, what did you think about that poem? You read it. I, I think, Stephen, that you've done a very good um, job by, um, you know, I, I never knew all this meaning and everything, and I'm glad that you um, gave us an opportunity to know all the basket case of soldier is lost all limbs and a laden egg to drop a bomb, a devil's piano, machine gun. And um, that's a sad thing, you know, and 
you know, and checked out. Uh, I, I never knew all these terms, a pill box, which was an enemy bunker, uh, a stack hedgehogs, which were those big metal crosses strewn all over the beaches to stop tanks. All these, uh, you know, has a word in. Thank you. Absolutely. And I I think you've read this one or you heard this one before, Raz. This is the one for uh, the, the Operation Overlord by Steve. Yeah, that was on the show, Poetic Sites of Life Mortuary, the other night. And uh, the whole discussion had been World War One and World War Two slam terms. Steve found a way of... Uh, Conveying that whole message of what the war must have been like with this one poem. You start with the pillboxes, and then you end on that note, if uh, the enemy is going to surrender. Excellent, excellent comment. All right, Raz, I got you up next. great to hear. I'm glad I could uh, make it on time. See, I don't uh, sleep easily at night. I uh, almost uh, couldn't cough. But uh, here's this poem here. It's called Outlining Light Pillars. Image revealed in the blood-heavy for extension kin. The next optical group and the mass assembly leader. Our second guesses to the planet gravitational force rip, exposing the ice particle conversion in the sturdy bullet-shaped light pillar. Dakota Pipeline defend these indigenous people an environmental protocol deemed so spiritual protection of the destructive forces in primordial nature. The crumbled stone parchment building debate the heritage by the usage with deadly radiation, sustaining terrestrial dirt. Sandy Hook Park with a tequila shot and the bottomless wait of a thousand years more to light travel the fringe embankment casing. Vision Quest tool, higher energy level origin span, another plane of existence prior dues. Bodily stature, plastic art fracture, circumstantial plaster, study Stafford, and each detail could be productively mastered. Initial response to the last question asked right. Who is looking for the answer? Drowning the H-bomb, current currency, bubble swallow. Disturbed nature, holography, explicit display, stir, and lifted. Different neighborhood houses, breaking caliber firing for listed symbolic sacrifices to ball, self-defined, Antithesis proposition. The prophecy beast shakes of the abyss, contrivance sleep, waking mortality, temporal space deceived. The darkness length, thick and blacker midnight surrender. Psychological fluent mind games. The 12 by 12 mainframe, a human interface retained. Wool mammoth hunt and prehistoric spear feeding legacy. The Ice Age continental. Migration ancestry is a circle specter summing history. Arctic early voyages, whistling the heat pipes, cranking the auto-tune faucet, polar vortex cold front, 
sub-below degrees hub, the consequential error, subtle linear thinking, save myself is you can reason with the artifact dream catcher, base moving, the immovable ruling, discern as is the immersed vertical outlining light pillars. All right, um, I'm looking at I'm looking at the the author's notes. Light pillars are a rare phenomenon which occur below freezing temperatures and give the illusion of the Arctic Circle to be covered with statue-like rays of freezing light. I think that this um, I don't know why, but I pulled a lot of darkness out of this. A lot of death, a lot of hurting, a lot of um, kind of human pain. And human suffering, you know. I'm, I take a look at some some of the references that you make, you know, straight up from the from the from the beginning. The bloody heavy, uh, the blood heavy for extension kin, you know, s- stuff like that. Um, I'm, I'm I I look at the the bullet uh, shaped like pillar, and then uh, mentioning Sandy Hook and and stuff like that. There's there's so much to this. There's so much that goes into this right like like i said you you always bring so much in there like with the science with the um geology the ge- ge- geography <laughs> and i'll say geology too because you you bring so much different stuff into it history and the like that uh it it painted such such an interesting picture but in my mind, and I don't know why, there was an there was an underlying tone of darkness to a lot of what you wrote, and that's just the way I felt and just the way I picked up on it. So, excellent job of making me feel and making me think there. Um, Tila, what what do you think of it? Well, uh, your poetry is like. Uh somewhat uh, like titles, uh, you always have um, uh, a beautiful uh, way to teach us because there are so many things which are not used to it. And to me, it's like an abstract poem. But like here, you have mentioned, like what uh-huh. even this year, a sadness, a lot of stuff going on inside. But at the same time, they, that you, you were mentioning about um, the bomb and um, a lot of uh, neighborhood houses breaking caliber, firing person, you know, all those stuff, which is, um, um, you know, the darkness land, thick and black, your midnight surrender, um, and the age, continual migration and history, the circle, uh, again, goes with the signs, too, and uh, was quite a, quite a, Nice uh, poem. Thanks, Tila. Awesome. We we have one more poem left, so I'm we're going to read it, but I'm going to say my thanks. Thanks, Rose, Tila, Meta, Wayne, Sweet, Sawa, Raz for calling. Joseph Moon, Bud, Naomi, Gonzo, Dante, Sion, Titus, Mer- Marius on the board. Rick on the board different people all over the place. Thank you very much. We're about ready to lose the people out on the board. 
Thank you for joining. We're going to read Lawrence next and then comment, and then we're going to call it a show. Uh, This is called The Adventures of Nigel the Fat Cat and his homie Alfie in Foul Play and Interview. (laughs) And it goes like this. (laughs) The Adventures of Nigel the Fat Cat and his homie Alfie in Foul Play. Them birds in the sky are flying so high, Alfie. Hey, chicken shit, fuck duck bird brain, and you can kiss my ass, you lily livered snake in the grass. Hee-haw, hee-haw, shut up, dumbass. (laughs) Hey, Alfie, what are you doing with that donkey? It's not a donkey, Nigel. It's a jackass, and we were practicing our foul language. Well, lily livered... The snake wanted to play hide-and-seek, and I spotted her over in the grass, and the stupid ass said, hee-hawed her first. Hee-haw. Mm-hmm. Shut up, jackass. The Adventures of Nigel, the Fat Cat, and his homie Alfie in the interview. We are here to interview a Mr. Lawrence, 67, to see if there is any credence into the alleged statements that he thinks outside the box. But Mr. 67 is unavailable for comment as he is on a points quest in another poetry contest. But we do have Nigel the Star, the adventures of Nigel the Fat Cat, and his homie, Alfie Series. Now, Nigel, what about these allegations that you are thinking outside the box? That's a bull-faced lie and a vicious rumor starred by that mean old alley cat who is not credible and is known for his exaggeration, exaggerated cries in the night. I have never thought outside the box, and I have a full box to prove it. I can vouch for that for you there, Nigel. <laughs> Quiet, Alfie. Our cup does overflow. No, no, Alfie. I mean, there's crap everywhere. That's enough, Alfie. Up the walls in the hallway by the kitty fountain. Alfie, I said that's enough. Oh, my bad, Nigel. <laughs> but yeah, it's spooky dookie over in the box if Nigel's been there. Alfie! Well, I'm afraid <laughs> that's all the time that we have for this interview. We now return you to your all poetry addiction. And Paul, <laughs> oh my God! Oh, Lawrence, 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 Lawrence. He never fails to bring something absolutely <laughs> out of this world. Great humor, great tongue-in-cheekness. <laughs> wow! Uh, Raz, help me here. What do you think? Yeah, this is a comedy routine straight out of another time period. It uh, has classic humor touches on having uh, the cat interviewed by uh, the other individual who wants to understand why uh, the artist is no longer uh, able to take further comment on the subject of poetry. And uh, you can see this like... uh, a sort of skit which it might have been inspired from those early serials in the 50s or even the 60s. There's, there's a bit of a the Allen and Burns show here. There's a bit of uh, Ben Crosby in uh, 
Bob Hope. Oh, great point. Uh, Tila, what do you think? I think, uh, Lawrence, it was so funny. <laughs> it was so funny, as, as I said. And you mentioned uh, that um, it's full of fun. Thank you. All right. And with that, we're going to play our outro. And this is a little boo plan, all of me. So enjoy. And thank you, everybody. Here we go. Welcome. Thank you, Jay. Yeah. Wow. With that, I want to thank you for listening to Our House. Our House will be back next Wednesday. Look for more programming on Lakota Nostra Radio in the future. Thank you and take care.